is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca. And welcome to the Monday edition of Game Misconduct. I am Don LaGreca. No EJ Raddick today. Had to cancel, so we're going to do him again tomorrow. Usually comes on on Monday, but believe me, we got plenty to talk about as we have two teams just one win away from going to the Stanley Cup. Nashville tonight can go to the Stanley Cup final for the first time in franchise history. We'll get into that in just a bit. But let's start with yesterday's 7 to nothing washout of the Ottawa Senators by the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I've always said that a series is a living, breathing thing, that one game moves into the other. And in some aspects, it's true. But what we've seen from these playoffs is that you can wipe away a bad performance and get back on your horse. You go back to Game 3 when Flurry was pulled, all those goals that were scored in the first period by Ottawa, they go on to win the game. And it looked like the Penguins were in trouble. They were down 2-1 in the series. They just got blitzkrieged in the first game in Ottawa. And they haven't lost since. They held on to a 3-2 win in Game 4, almost blowing a 3-0 lead. But Ottawa's inability to score on the power play has killed them in this series. It really has. 0 for 29 over their last 29, 0 for 8 in the playoffs so far in this series. And I think that's killed Ottawa. Had a couple of opportunities late on the power play to tie that game. Couldn't do it. Hit a post. And then they just get destroyed 7 to nothing. They give up four goals in the first period, very similar to what Ottawa did to Pittsburgh in Game 3. But we question coaches, and I would have went back to Flurry. But nobody knows their team better than the head coach. And Mike Sullivan apparently pushed the right button. It's so easy to think, oh, well, how do you do it to Flurry? He's won a Stanley Cup. Well, Murray won a Stanley Cup for Pittsburgh just last year. So it wasn't like he was going to some unknown, some backup. Not like the Rangers going to Ronta or the Devils going to Kincaid. It was or uh, the Islanders going to Barube or any other backup goaltender you can think of. This guy was the starting goaltender going into the playoffs. Got hurt in the first game and the warm-ups before the first game. It was his job. He lost it only because of injury. Healthy, got it back, and has been stellar since then. So he's allowed just uh, the two goals, basically, in the last two starts for the Pittsburgh Penguins. They're now just a win away. We've seen teams, matter of fact, every team that has lost by six or more goals in these playoffs have come back to win the next game. The problem with Ottawa, I think, in this one is that I don't know what the condition is of Derek Broussard. That shoulder is so bad he couldn't play center in game five. We don't know what his status is going to be for game six. So that means Colin White had to come in, play for the first time in the playoffs as a kid at the center position. That's always tough. And Carlson didn't finish the game. Now, if you remember Game 4 against the Rangers series, Carlson was pulled going into the third period because it was a 3 nothing lead for the Rangers, and Carlson came back as a beast the rest of that series, and they won. So we'll see what the status is for both of those players going to Game 6. I don't give Ottawa much of a chance if neither of them play, but if Broussard can at least play wing, and if Carlson come back rested after not playing most of the game yesterday, then you give Ottawa a chance, at least at home, to force a Game 7. But I think Pittsburgh, we thought they were the better team going in. They had some stumbles. They had some hiccups. But I don't think anybody would be surprised if they end up in ultimately winning this in six. And have really primed themselves to win the Stanley Cup because as we shift gears over to the Western Conference Final, Nashville just a win away uh, courtesy of their 3-1 victory back on Saturday. Not sure why the Ducks came out so flat in Game 5. They were home, but Nashville ended up being the better team. But it still took... A great individual effort by Allberg to get that game-winning goal. So even the Ducks had not complete focus, still almost won that game. So even though Nashville's only lost once in the playoffs all year, dating back to last year, and that was, of course, the uh, game four that they lost to the Ducks, 
I would not be surprised if the Ducks force a Game 7. And if they do, they'll be home for that Game 7. So as much as I like the Predators in this series, I picked the Predators in this series, the Ducks have shown this inability really to go away. And I would not be surprised if they win this game tonight and force the Game 7. Gibson back between the pipes. So that's good news, although I thought Bernier did a really good job in his place on Saturday after the injury. Both teams banged up. Certainly Nashville is, as I mentioned. No Ryan Johansson, no Mike Fisher. And you just wonder, even if Nashville were to win this series, what would they have left in a final against the Pittsburgh team that is going through their injuries as well? But because they've won the Stanley Cup, because they've got Crosby, because they've got Malkin, because they've got so many guys that were part of the team last year, they can find a way to survive it because they're so deep. So even though they're missing Latang and even though they're missing Schultz, a lot of the puck-moving defensemen that make Pittsburgh go, they're just so talented. They really are. And whether it's Murray, whether it's Flurry, their goaltending has been terrific, and that's a terrific hockey team, and it's tough to repeat. Nobody's done it in the NHL since 97-98. But Pittsburgh looks like they might be in a great position to do so especially as banged up as Nashville is. They made it official, Johansson, out for the rest of the playoffs with that thigh injury. Not sure what the status of Fisher is going to be. PK's really stepped it up for them. Uh, they've got tremendous talent in Forsberg, in Arvidsson, but they're just so banged up right now. Injuries throughout the playoffs. Um, a lot of heavy lifting, obviously, for Peter Laviolette, who's been there and done that. I mean, I think he's a terrific coach. We've talked about it before here on Game Misconduct, the fact that this guy won a Stanley Cup in Carolina went to a final in Philadelphia, now has Nashville just to win away from the final. He has been special. And uh, I think if there's a coach out there that can find a way to kind of piece the puzzle together with these injuries, I think it's him. You just wonder what either of these teams really will have left for if it turns out to be Pittsburgh or even if it's Ottawa. But Ottawa right now, all these teams have bounced back. But you just wonder if it's just... Can you get any more toothpaste out of the tube now if you're the Ottawa Senators to be able to force that Game 7 and then win that Game 7 on the road? Really tough spot. So Ottawa went from on top of the world up 2-1 in the series, crushing the Penguins, creating a goaltending controversy, and now losing two in a row, getting beat 7 to nothing, completely changes things. But we've seen the back and forth of these playoffs before. So we'll see uh, if either of these teams that lost in Game 5 in the Ducks case and uh, can bounce back after losing those game fives. Uh, also, a quick, quick congratulations to Sweden. They won the Worlds last night. Uh, it was a game that was directly going up against the Senators and uh, the Penguins yesterday, but with the game 7 nothing, maybe a lot of other people flipped over to the NHL Network. Great final uh, championship game. Went into the shootout. Sweden wins, so Hank has a little bit more hardware internationally. But I never got crazy about the World Championships because it's going up against the Stanley Cup playoffs. These countries don't have the best players. Look at all the players that are on Sweden with Nashville and Anaheim combined that could not represent Sweden. And, of course, Canada. You know, you got Canada representing uh, out there in the worlds without guys like Crosby, without guys like Getzloff. I mean, it's kind of really hard to get into it when the best players aren't playing. But that's been the case every single year. More and more NHL players have played in it. Uh, but there's also guys like Kane didn't want to play. Ovechkin didn't want to play after a long playoff. So you don't have the best players. The best thing I can say about the championship game yesterday between uh, Sweden and Canada, Picard's the goaltender for Canada. And no offense to him, he's a, he's a solid goaltender in Colorado, but I don't think that's the goaltender of all the Canadian goaltenders you can choose from. Uh, I don't think you're going to go there. So, hey, it's still a competition. It's still fun, and I'm sure uh, Sweden will enjoy that championship. So... I also wanted to uh, tip my hat to him 
and uh, to them and to uh, Hank for getting another championship internationally for Team Sweden. Let's hear from you at Don LaGreca, hashtag game misconduct. Joanne says Broadway will be party central. Happy for the Preds, even though I'm a major Shea Weber fan. You know, it's interesting with Shea Weber. Right? I mean, what, what's Montreal thinking right now? They make the trade. P.K. Subban goes to Nashville. Shea Weber goes to Montreal. Montreal gets beat in the first round. Now, P.K. Subban's got a chance with a win tonight to go to the Stanley Cup final. The farthest P.K. ever went with Montreal, of course, was in 2014 when they lost in six games in the conference final. So already P.K.'s got one more win than he ever had in the playoffs with Montreal. I still think the Canadians made the deal they thought was for the best because it was more of a future deal, somebody to kind of fit into their situation. But you always judge trades on how far that team goes the very next year. Nashville's on the cusp of going to a Stanley Cup final. Montreal gets bounced in the first round. But I'm with you, Joanne. Broadway's right there. It's a block away. Actually, it's right there on the corner where Bridgestone Arena is. So that would be a party situation in Nashville. I've been there a couple of times over the last two years. They really love their hockey team. And this is going to be the biggest sporting event in Nashville uh, since the Music City Miracle. So that's going to be kind of cool. Uh, Guy says, uh, Nash poised to win West. Nashville meaning. Can you get it? Can they get it done? Can Ottawa come back after being thumped? Pittsburgh really played well. Well, you saw Edmonton bounce back after being thumped by San Jose. You saw the Ducks bounce back after being thumped by Anaheim. You saw um, the, the Edmonton come back when they blew the 3 nothing lead late. It, you do see teams bounce back. And the one thing I will say about Ottawa is you know, Anderson got pulled in that game, and rightly so. And it's kind of a weird situation, right? He gets pulled, then they put him back in, then he gets pulled again. So he might get his head straight. When these teams get blown out, the goaltender usually gets benched. And then sometimes that gives them a chance to kind of recharge the battery, refocus. So I would think Anderson's going to come back and play his best. Whether it's enough to win the game or not, we'll see. But I think he'll bounce back and play well. Uh, Brett says, nice to see Hank get gold medal in the IIHF Worlds. See what happens when defensemen help out. Timely goals help, too. We've seen him win internationally, right? He's won a gold medal for Team Sweden. He's won in the World Championships. So I don't think there's any question how good a goaltender Henrik Lundqvist is. And even with the compromised um, situation with not everybody getting a chance to play in the Worlds because it's directly going up against the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs, he's still playing with some really talented players there for Team Sweden. So he, he plays the best that he can. And when you give him the weapons, he can go out there and he can win. I don't think it's a poor reflection on Lundqvist that he hasn't won a Stanley Cup. I think winning internationally shows you he's got the guts and the focus and temperament to win a championship. It just has not happened yet for the New York Rangers. And considering in March he's going to turn 36, I think the window is rapidly closing. So tomorrow we'll have E.J. Raddick. Supposed to have him today, but he had to cancel. He had a meeting over at the NHL. So we'll get to more of... What's happening out west? We'll recap. Will there be a game seven out west, or will Nashville go to the final? We'll recap that, and we'll preview the game six between the Senators and the Penguins as Ottawa looks to stay alive. So EJ will join us there, and we'll get more guests as we get closer and closer to the cup final. Steve still have to get Steve Carroll on the voice of the Ducks. We'll see if that's to preview game seven or whether it's to recap what was a tremendous season uh, for the Ducks. So we're all over it. You want to get in touch with me, at Donald LeGranca, hashtag game misconduct. You can follow us on Apple Podcast and also the ESPN app. We really encourage you to subscribe. I actually went through some of the comments that some people have had about the show on the ESPN app, and, and many people really love it. So I'm glad we're getting more of a national platform here. So any questions, comments, theories, criticisms, at Donald LaGreca, hashtag game misconduct. So we'll be back with you again tomorrow with EJ Raddick from the NHL Network. This was the Monday edition of Game Misconduct. 
This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca. 